Right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another episode of Reflections with Dr. Gary Harvey. It is the 17th of June, 2020. Hope y'all having a good night, having a good day, having a good week. Father's Day is right around the corner, so big up to all them fathers out there. A lot of respect to what y'all do. Appreciate what y'all do, dads. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So enjoy your day coming up here. 110%. Make sure you enjoy it. Hey, again, you guys, thank you all for all the love and the support that you show. Um, you know, a lot of you guys contacting us via the, um, the website or Facebook. Really appreciate that. Don't forget to subscribe to any one of the platforms. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Radio Public, Breaker. You can hit up the website www.drgaryharveyjr.com. You can choose any one of those uh, platforms, subscribe, like, that way you'll never miss an episode. But really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so very much. A uh, couple shout outs as always. Blacktop Photo Collective, my brother Dax Thomas, he's doing some, uh, some nice things. Had some really nice uh, pics he caught the other day and he put up and uh really really enjoyed those uh some of the ones that he put up you can check him out on uh facebook instagram and then you got the tea cafe uh they throwing together some nice shirts you know you got juneteenth coming up you know big respect there and they just putting out what the people want so check them out on uh facebook instagram as well and then uh serenity hand sanitizer um again facebook and uh facebook instagram it's a nice, uh, you know, foam, foam-based hand sanitizer. Go ahead and cop that. Uh, I know I enjoyed it. I liked it. It's nice and convenient. So, just a few shout-outs there. And then, of course, Living Beauty Florals, Miss Chanel Lee. Again, Facebook, Instagram. Hit her up. You know, fellas, we can get flowers for Father's Day, too. So, you know, just any kind of special moment, she can definitely make sure it comes to life. But um, we're going to jump in tonight. Not going to keep you all too long. Just some things that were on my heart. So I definitely want to take care of that, talk about that a little bit, you know, with everything that's going on. Hope everybody understands and realizes that last week wasn't a Black Lives Matter Spirit Week, that it's still going strong. There's still a long way to go. And, you know, I think some people may have lost focus, but we're going to go ahead and jump in. Of course, as always, mirrors have three purposes to show you who you were, to show you who you are and to help you become who you want to be. So let's take a look at this reflection, face the man in the mirror and see if we can't become better than what we started our day as. So for me, it's been a little bit of an interesting week, you know, been doing uh, some different, uh, it was on a couple panels and did a devotional earlier tonight and uh, just been going strong. But I really want to talk to you guys tonight about, are we looking at productive protests or calculated chaos? Productive protest or calculated chaos? Are we staying focused? And the reason that that I want to pose that question is because a lot of people have started to become, you know, quiet. The last two weeks they were real vocal, real uh, adamant about claiming that they were, you know, riding for change and to address these social injustices, the racism that unfortunately runs deep. And all of a sudden, like the mindset has kind of shifted. 
And well, what do you mean, Dr. Harvey? Listen, this is what I mean. We have people that at first didn't get involved at all. And then they jumped in and they jumped on this train. Now, I understand not everybody right away is going to become vocal. You know, they want to sit back, step back. They want to make sure that what's happening is legit. And I can respect that. But a lot of people got involved in some of this protesting and this Black Lives Matter and claiming to want to fight these social injustices because it gave them a platform that they wouldn't normally have. It gave them an opportunity to be seen. They thought it was a way to further their own agenda. And that's a real unfortunate thing. And those that are that are doing it like that, they're going to be exposed 110%. Like, I was talking to somebody the other day, and, you know, you look on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these different, you know, social media aspects, and, you know, everybody's trying to prove that they're not a racist. Well, well listen, you, you don't have to prove that, man. People, people know. You know, they already know. You, you don't have to prove it. it it's, not, it's not a game. It's not a facade. It's not a trend. It's not what's cool. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people have gone from productive protesting to now calculated chaos. Well, Dr. Harvey, what do you mean by that? They're pushing their own agendas. They're hijacking the protests and, and, and trying to make them about things that they're not. They thought it was a quick little trend. They turned it into a hustle. You know, everybody's got a, everybody's got a t-shirt. Everybody's got a sticker. Everybody's got a sign. Everybody's got, you know, a mask. That, you know, Black Lives Matter, Juneteenth, all, all these types of things. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, I don't. I don't fault anybody necessarily for a hustle, but I, I do fault you if you capitalize in, on injustices and unarmed men, black men and women being killed and being gunned down so you can put some money in your pocket or so you can be seen. And, you know, even here locally, you know, in this small town, the group that originally came together and, and had the first few protests is kind of their mentality is is almost shifted, and you know for some not not for not for everybody don't don't misunderstand me don't misunderstand me, but you're always gonna have some aspect where people are pushing their own agendas, and I think now we're we're starting to see some of that we're starting to see some of the some of that like I said calculated chaos let's. Let's switch things up a little bit. Like, you got all these companies all of a sudden coming out the woodwork talking about, you know, they making statements, Black Lives Matter, and, you know, we're against these social injustices, and we want change, and, you know, it's all about the dollar at the end of the day. You know what? You got Target, Black Lives Matter, Juneteenth holiday, Nike, same thing. You know, Starbucks comes out and says, hey, no shirts, no masks, no nothing to say Black Lives Matter. And then, you know, the black community says that, well, we're going to cancel you. So then they reversed their decision. Well, they didn't reverse their decision because they were worried about fighting social injustice. They reversed their decision 
because they were worried about losing a dollar. And that's what I mean when it's like calculated chaos, man. People are capitalizing on this. There's a lot of pandering happening. You got all these all these companies, all these businesses talking about, yeah, Black Lives Matter, but their entire structure, there's no diversity in their in their leadership structure. You know, so how, how much does it really matter? You know, you've got people that are focusing on, uh, you know, the the in in D.C. painting the Black Lives Matter on the street. I think that's that that was awesome. That was really cool, and that's great. But at the same time, you know, you have politicians, and you know they wearing the garb and they're kneeling and and claiming that they're making a statement. How about you make a statement with changing some policies? How about we get some some laws changed, we get some bills introduced, and some policies to actually effectively address reform. See, if we're going to protest, we still need to be productive. Breonna Taylor's murderers are still out there. You know, that happened. Um, you know, Rashard, Rashard Brooks, they just, uh, you know, charged the two officers earlier today in reference to that. And, and, you know, okay, so yeah, we're getting these small wins here and there, but like I said, you know, a couple weeks ago, this thing's a long trip, man. This ain't around the corner to the store, man. This is a, a, a this is a long road trip. This is going to take some time, and it's going to take some fight, and it's going to take some productive protesting, you know. And in order to productively protest, you got to make sure that every aspect is being paid attention to. Okay, so what what's the original outcome? You know, like nobody wants to just stand on the side of the road with signs, and, you know, yelling chants all the time. They don't want to stand on the roundabouts every weekend. They don't, they want to do something to affect change. So what are you doing? What is the ultimate goal? What are some reforms that are being put in place? You know, and so people pushing for the bans on chokeholds, the no-knock warrant, um, putting bans on the no-knock warrants. And, uh, you know, that type of thing. The cry to defund the police, which that in itself is kind of kind of uh, confusing, you know, and, and a little misleading because it's not like, you know, well, most people, there are some people that want to get rid of the police completely, but most people don't want to get rid of the police completely, you know. Defunding the police simply means they're shifting where the money is being spent and being used, you know. Um, there could be other community safety programs and outlets, you know, whatever that, whatever that re-imaging of, of public safety and, and the police department means, you know, but that doesn't mean that, oh, let's get rid of the police and, oh, you're on your own, you know, we're going to transfer you over to the unicorn department and eventually they'll get to you, like, that, that's, that's not what that means, you know, and it's funny to joke about those things, and I mean, that's cool, but, what are we really trying to, to make happen again? So changes in policy, changes in training, other avenues, re, re-imaging and reimagining the public safety uh, programs and police departments and where we're spending money and where we're filtering the funds, you know, looking at that, demanding real change from our politicians. Are we registered to vote? You know, all these people out here, we, we make a noise but are we, is that just it? Is it just calculated chaos? Is it, you know, we're being pandered to by these different companies and by politicians and, you know, little sleight of hand like a magician? Or is real change actually happening? 
you know, that's, that's really what you got to look at, and what I want to encourage you, like, don't, don't lose sight of why you're doing this, you know, yeah, George Floyd was, was a catalyst, he wasn't a martyr, you know, in order to be a martyr, you gotta, number one, you gotta willingly sacrifice your life for, you know, a cause, and he didn't willingly sacrifice his life, it was taken from him, he was murdered, you know, and yeah, that was the catalyst, that, that was what, you know, really pushed people to the edge this time but if there's going to be real sustained change then it can't just be calculated chaos it can't just be you know riots and looting and let's do this and burn that and take this statue down and change the name of this building and no there's got to be productive aspects we've got to stay focused so in all the protesting like you know, here locally, it's, okay, well, let's protest against this, let's have this rally, let's protest against that, okay, but give me, give me something substantial to get behind, you know, and again, are you registered to vote, like, people don't understand that if you really want to make some policy changes, you gotta, you gotta work every avenue that you can, and I understand a lot of people don't have faith in politicians, whether they're local, state, congressional, you know, presidential, I, I, I understand that, you know, and I can't necessarily fault you for that, but at the same time, it is a way that you can affect change, and that's what people don't realize, is that all these different positions that are required, you know, that, that the individual has to be voted into their position, we need to educate ourselves on who is running for that particular position, whether it's local, at a state level, uh, a congressional level, a federal level, a presidential level, we need to make sure that we have educated ourselves so we can make a vote that's going to affect change. Like, if you're out here standing on these roundabouts with these signs or walking down these streets with these signs and, and all this chanting and this, that, and the other, and you ain't even registered to vote, you're not taking other opportunities, you're not presenting other avenues for change, then what are you doing? Like, are you just wanting to be seen? Like, a lot of people just want to be seen. Like, they think this is a trend, you know? And so, you know, I really do got to ask the questions. When Black Lives Matter isn't trending on Twitter anymore, are you still going to be there? Because this is a problem that is generations deep in this country. And it's going to take more than a couple weeks of protesting. Now, has some positive things happened? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You got the Breonna Taylor law that was passed out there in Louisville, banning the no-knocks. The officers that, uh, um, you know, murdered George Floyd were, were charged and arrested. And on the one officer, they were upgraded. You have... Um, you know, other policy changes that have taken place. You have people that are really stepping up and saying, hey, enough is enough. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, and then Rashad Brooks, his, uh, you know, the two officers in that case were charged today as well. One with a felony murder charge. Now, okay, we're making some progress. But there's got to be something going forward, you know what I'm saying, like, what are those real reforms that we're looking for, you know, and I think a lot of that is going to take place, it's got to be more than just making noise, because if all we're doing is making noise and walking around with signs, then it's nothing more than calculated chaos, 
it's an opportunity for somebody you know I, I saw the other day on fo- Facebook somebody got a, a sign for their their next protest they were all excited and uh, they were like yeah you, you know they're helping me make my dream come true like what what's your dream your dream to protest or is your dream for social equality like we really have to take a minute and evaluate what it is that we're trying to accomplish. You know, I was talking about uh, earlier tonight, um, I was part of a, uh, a men's Bible study, and we were talking about uh, the scripture in Matthew, Matthew chapter 14, where Jesus sends the disciples out in the boat, and then, you know, a little later on in the night during a bit of a storm, they see Jesus walking out on the water. And, you know, they're all freaking out and they're scared. And Jesus is like, hey, relax, it's me. And Peter's like, okay, well, if it's really you, tell me to come. And so Jesus is like, come on. And so Peter gets out the boat. Well, the problem is a lot of us are scared to get out of the boat. A lot of us are staying in the boat because it's comfortable. And in reference to these social injustices and these protests that are taking place, we're staying in these non-productive protests, staying in the boat because we don't know where to go. There's no real leadership. And some people are capitalizing on that, especially in smaller communities, and turning it into a hustle. Now, I'm all for raising money for organizations that are going to help fight social injustice. Make sure we're doing it the right way. It can't come across as an opportunity for a hustle. And just because, you know, the approaches might be different by people doesn't mean that they're right or wrong, necessarily. Like, we all have a role. Not everybody can get out there and protest. But everybody can contact their politicians, whether they're local or state, you know, representatives and congressmen. They, they can do that. They can... Um, you know, contact local organizations to see what it is that they can help. Maybe they can help with signs and, and, and that type of thing when it is time to protest. But protest effectively. Protest productively. Let's make something happen. Don't just show up and make a lot of noise and make it seem like you're throwing a temper tantrum. Provide an opportunity for change. People are starting to listen, even if, even if it's just a little bit. And they're just trying to pander. You know, like I said, all these companies all of a sudden, you know, screaming Black Lives Matter and, oh, we support, we support, we support. But their their leadership structure, their corporate structure does not in any way, shape or form reflect any type of diversity. Like what we want to see is that diversity. What we want to see is that equal opportunity. What we want to see is police officers stop killing unarmed black men and women. You know, that's the police brutality needs to stop. Training needs to change. Like all these different things. Like if I'm not mistaken, it takes more time to become a barber than it does to become a police officer. You know, so right there is an area where we can focus on making something happen. Otherwise, like I said, it's just calculated chaos. It's let's take an opportunity, capitalize and make a little money here and there. You know, and with the black dollar, if the black dollar stayed within the black community, the black community would be able to flourish a little more. You know, I, I've, I've, I've seen 
and heard so much of it. I mean, I support myself. I support a lot of black-owned businesses, a lot of minority-owned businesses, uh, a lot of you know minority entrepreneurs. Why not? Not because they're minority, because they're they're awesome businessmen and women. They got a great head on their shoulders. They have a good product or service, and they just need the opportunity. And so you know, I show that support. That's that's a way that you can be productively protesting. You know, take your money from these big corporations that don't do anything for the community and put your money back into the community. You know, that's a huge way to productively protest. If you're going to march, then make it effective. Make it, have it be organized. Don't show up and, you know, you start late and nobody knows really what's going on and 17 people in the crowd hijack the the protest and it becomes something that it's not now we're all riding around in cars with music blasting hanging out the window yelling and screaming like that that's that's not that's not effective that's that's calculated chaos you know we have to be effective in what it is that we do we have to push for real change Breonna Taylor again her murderers are still out there there's multiple other cases that need to be reopened. These are all things that we can address and that we can push for and push for policy changes instead of just yelling and screaming. I'm fine with yelling and screaming. I'm fine with protesting. I'm fine with marching. I'm fine with signs. I'm fine with chants. Like all that is good. That's solid, especially when things happen. And hey, we need to remind you. Like I get it. That's cool. But there's got to be more. What do you expect from your politicians on a local level and on a state level, on a congressional level? What do you expect from these politicians? What do you expect from your police department? You know, what opportunities are there that can be offered? What suggestions? What, you know, are, are they handling cases correctly? Are they handling disciplinary aspects correctly? You know, they just repealed 50A here in New York last week and, or you know, over the course of the last week, you know, so those disciplinary or those complaints, you know, they're not held withheld from the public, you know, and that can be a good thing. You know, other other departments have have passed policy changes where, you know, if one cop, if cop A sees cop B, you know, doing something wrong or being too aggressive, they're required to step in and stop that. Now, the sad part is, is that's even got to be a policy. You know what I'm saying? But we, we've got to continue to be effective. We've got to continue to be pushing. You know, if, you're, if your social media feeds and timelines are going back to normal, shake it up. Because black lives still matter. Because injustices are still taking place. There's been six, five, five, or I believe after today there was six black individuals that were found hanging from a tree and the police have ruled them suicides. Now, I have a hard time personally believing that. I'm not saying black folk don't commit suicide. You know, I, I think people of all ethnicities and genders and etc., all backgrounds, you know, statistically commit suicide. But I just highly doubt that the method would be to hang themselves from a tree. You know, there's modern day lynching taking place. Men and women, you know, black men and women, you know, especially black women, man. It's like, don't, it pains me to say this, but don't go out by yourself, you know, be with people. 
shoot, I, I, I told people today, I said, if you need, you know, if you need to go somewhere, let me know, I'll ride with you. You know, that's, that's a way that I can, I can help, a small way that I can help. But also push for real change. Get involved with these organizations that are really doing something, not just a bunch of kids that want to be seen. Like, you got to make sure you're focused and, and, and you're pinpointing your efforts so they are productive. And you can't just throw a temper tantrum when something doesn't happen your way. Make sure that you're staying focused on the fact that these injustices, this, these, this, this, you know, the racism is being addressed and dealt with. Like, we can't pretend it's not there. You know, most definitely make noise, point it out, address it. It needs to be addressed, but we need to make sure that, again, we're being productive. And it's not just calculated chaos, that we don't forget why it is that we started marching and protesting in the first place, that we don't forget why we took the time to make the sign, that we don't forget why it is that we flooded our timelines with different things. And you know what? This whole Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter thing, you know, I've tried multiple different analogies to get people to understand. And at this point, I'm, I'm of the belief that at this point if you still don't get it if you still don't understand it it's because you don't want to you know and for those that of you those of you that are trying to learn like netflix netflix has a whole section that's dedicated to like black lives matter for that that education and, and there's documentaries there's movies that that you can watch series that you can watch to help educate yourself you know because your, your, your black friends are tired. You know, they are. They've been tired. And, and you know, honestly, most of them probably don't want to take the time to try to explain all this stuff to you. You know, like this, this whole argument with, with the Confederacy. Oh, that's my, that, that's my heritage. That's my lineage. Man, the Confederacy lasted five years. Don't talk to me about your heritage. You know, you like the idea of the white supremacy that's behind it. It ain't got nothing to do with heritage. They weren't around long enough for it to be your heritage and your lineage. Like, we, we've become so ignorant to the fact, and we, we don't pay attention to how it is it's affecting other people. And even in our protests, we can get so caught up that we can lose our way. And again, it can just become calculated chaos. We've got to stay focused. Push for the police reform. Defunding the police, again, like I said, that's that's kind of misleading saying it like that, but reevaluating where the money goes and how the money's spent and re-imaging and reimagining the police department and public safety as a whole as a start. Policy changes, you know, the ban on chokeholds, ban on no-knock warrants, um, you know, holding police officers accountable for for the various complaints or violations that they have breaking the law. You know, it's sad that we hear about these police officers that kill these unarmed black men and women, and we find out that they've got this entire, you know, folder of complaints, um, you know, from their essentially brutality. You know, it's ridiculous that we find out that way. And so those policy changes, you can push there. Again, register to vote. You can change it from the local, state, federal, the congressional, presidential level. Make sure you're voting for people that are going to help out this systemic racism. Like, like I've been saying, this isn't a short ride around the corner. You got to understand, baby, we are on a road trip. Like, this is going to be some time. You got to ride with this thing. You got to rock with this thing when it's not trending. You got to remember why you started when it's not trending. You got to remember to stay focused when calculated chaos is so much easier. 
it's so much easier to just be loud and 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 disruptive and march and protest without a productive purpose but we need to protest productively with a purpose pushing to attain a goal because black lives do matter because this is a systemic problem in the united states you know even if it's not a problem in just one city. It's 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 all across the country, and we've seen it time and time again, especially over the course of the last few weeks, several videos uh, where you see police officers agitate peaceful, peaceful crowds. And I get it. Police officers right now are on edge and scared, and, uh, you know, I get it. But you signed up for the job you signed up with. And, you know, honestly, if you did your job right as a whole... Okay, you know, nobody really have a problem. I mean, nobody wrote a song that says bump the, bump the fire department. You feel me? You know, but I want to encourage you guys, stay productive. Get, get in contact with these various organizations. You can contact me, info at drgaryharveyjr.com. Yeah, I can provide you some of them myself. Um, you know, but again, I want to encourage you, stay focused. Don't lose sight. Breonna Taylor's murderers are still out there. There's other cases that still need open. We're protesting. We need to protest to get those open. We need to protest to get justice for those families. We need to protest to get policy change. We need to protest to make things happen, not just calculated chaos. So I really want to ask yourself, I want you to ask yourself when you get out when, you, when you're making a post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, when you're making a sign, when you're going to a rally or a protest, ask yourself, is this a productive protest or calculated chaos? And be honest with yourself about that question because only productive protesting is going to help us move forward with this issue and help us conquer this issue. I'm telling you, we got to come in hot and we got to come in ready to make it happen. Set up shop. We got to make stuff happen. You guys, I appreciate you listening. I, I really want to encourage you again at any aspect when you get involved in this thing, when you're trying to make a statement, ask yourself, is this a productive protest or calculated chaos? Make sure we're staying on the side of productive protests and making a difference. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, check out the website, www.drgaryharveyjr.com. Pick one of your platforms that you like. Subscribe, like, share. Invite your friends to listen to the podcast. Send me your feedback. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what we can talk about, what we can do better. Definitely want to help you guys out. As always, I'm praying for you. Y'all pray for me, and we'll see you next time on Reflections with Dr. Gary Harvey.